It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. And hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Knapp. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction. And today we're going to talk about being a peacemaker. Jesus tells us that blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. The reality is that we are all called and challenged to be peacemakers. But how do we do that in a world that is fraught with so much violence? Violence. Um, well, it's a mighty challenge in our not-so-peaceful uh, world, and we're going to talk about that today. Here to help us on the journey, our spiritual director, back with us once again, Father Sam Martin. Father Martin is a priest in the Diocese of La Crosse, Wisconsin, pastor of Holy Name of Jesus Parish in uh, in Wausau. Father Sam Martin, welcome back to the program. How are you doing today? Well, all things considered, I am grateful to be uh part of the show and, and with everybody, and, uh, you know, we're always uh, on our way, please God, uh, closer to eternity, eternal life, but, uh, you know, we uh, live in a fallen world, so we'll try to find a balance there, I guess, but uh, I'm grateful to be with you, Chuck, and our listeners, and uh, to be part of what Relevant Radio is trying to do in this world, is um, to extend that bridge from, uh, from earth to heaven. And uh, we're going to do our best to do that today. We're going to talk about being a, a peacemaker. Of course, as we do every day, we'll open up our phone lines, inviting you in our listening audience uh, to join us uh, on the program. And as you think about uh, your journey of faith, uh, what does being a peacemaker mean to you? And when were you a peacemaker? And maybe when was someone a peacemaker in your life? We'll... Um, get into all of that, open those phone lines here in just a moment. But Father Sam Martin, get us started. You know, we talk about being a peacemaker, and in a world that might seem uh, very unpeaceful, what can we do about that? Well, the Lord always, uh, all true reform begins in our own hearts. Uh, sometimes we we take kind of the uh, the big picture, and how am I going to fix the world or change it and, uh, and bring it around to my way of thinking, or, you know, that... Uh, so many times we just wring our hands in disgust or despair, but many times it's it's more simple than that. And St. Francis of Assisi, one of the great reforming saints of uh, of our Catholic tradition anyway, that, um, you know, that's the, the story about how he, the prayer that's so famous uh, with his name is that he wasn't asking the Lord to change the world or to change others. He said, Lord, change me, make me an instrument of your peace. And, and so that, obviously, that was a prayer that was answered by God, and then through the life of St. Francis and his willingness to to live a very simple life, to live a heroically sacrificial life, and, and to embrace suffering, not to run from it. Uh, he became a catalyst for so many good things in a, a difficult time. And I guess, are there any other type of times uh, that, you know, since original sin, the world is always under this cloud of, um, of, of brokenness, and, and that can lead to real anger, and that sometimes we take out on each other. And our real enemy, of course, and you know St. Francis and all the the holiest men and women have discovered this is you know the enemy is is the devil he's the enemy of human nature he's God's ancient foe and he's always stirring us up and he loves to divide and conquer he loves it when we become uh, arrogant and self-reliant and we don't need God and all these things that um, he's gotten quite good at he's very crafty and and malicious 
And so uh, peacemakers, uh, they start to recognize that, number one, we have a problem, which uh, sometimes is hard to, to accept, and it's a problem that we can't repair. So it's like the first step of Alcoholics Anonymous, that um, I'm in over my head, and I have to have recourse now to a divine power. So uh, first is, you know, Houston, we have a problem, and I think that uh, 2020, it's maybe more compelling than any other year that we can remember, and it's a, it's a perfect storm. Uh, of course, right now with the natural disasters that some people around the country are you know, suffering, and then you've got the pandemic that seems to have a beginning and no end, and then throw into the, the, the mix all of the racial tensions and the hurts that have been, oh, in this country for far too long, and you just get to the point where that's enough, and uh, political tensions and, and everything else. So, uh, And then, you know, the, the Brewers are having a hard time making the playoffs, and, uh, of course, that's trivial. But uh, anyway, uh, there's just so many things that even the, the most spiritually mature would say it's been a tough year. I said at the end of Mass this morning that, uh, you know, in Christ, suffering can be redemptive, only if we give it to him and so forth. But if we do, that makes this maybe one of the best years ever but um, yeah. only if you see it, you know, from the eyes of faith. So, Father Sam Martin is our spiritual director on The Inner Life today. We're talking about being a peacemaker. Let's open up our phone lines, sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company. It's a toll-free phone number. If you would like to join us, 888-914-9149. Don't forget you can email us, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. But as we talk about being a peacemaker, what's been your experience of that? Maybe a time when you were a peacemaker, or maybe sometime when someone was a peacemaker in your life. Again, toll-free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. And you um, mentioned it, and I think this is so important, and so I'm going to just ask you to emphasize it again. We talk about our world and being a peacemaker. The reality is that we probably most likely can't change the big world out there, but, boy, we can sure change our world, can't we? Yeah, as I grow, you know, I'm already halfway through this life, it seems, and I think that one of the attributes about God that we don't reflect on is his simplicity, that we uh, we just get tied into knots and we, we make things, um, you know, uh, molehills into mountains and so forth, and then we just shut down. The futility of it is overwhelming and we don't even know where to begin, so we don't. We just, uh, you know, we spend our time, uh, you know, complaining and criticizing and things that are useless and, uh, you know, that deplete us spiritually and emotionally and everything else. But God wants to keep things simple. And in our own heart, there's room for, for growth. Uh, there's a great opportunity to, to allow the Lord to help us. I mean, I just feel sometimes when I get discouraged about running the parish or whatever, and, and I just feel Jesus saying, let me help you. You know, I mean, it's not all on you. You know, you, you can't do it. That's the whole point. And Jesus says this to his apostles, that you could do nothing without me. Well, I mean, that's hyperbole. He doesn't really mean it. I mean, you know, okay, I, I get it, Lord. I mean, we can't rise from the dead, and you can, but the rest of it we'll handle. We'll call you when we're ready. Uh, and uh, so I think, you know, especially now with, with politics, I, I just go back to, you know, Pope John Paul and his idea about culture, that culture is the bedrock. I mean, that's the foundation of society. Let's work on marriage and family. Those things are always uh, kind of a, a litmus test of the, the holiness and the health of a society, of a civilization. No you know, country, no nation can survive long when marriage and family are uh, in trouble. And, so, and those aren't political things. Those are deeper. That's the bedrock. 
and then politics comes later to kind of well how are we going to handle those things how are we going to manage you know the, our resources and take care of those who are most vulnerable and uh, do things that allow everyone to have you know live their dreams to have a, a chance at happiness and so forth and so um, I think that many times we uh, we just get overwhelmed and uh, you know we we don't handle a crisis very well and uh, so then we just we get we need to take it out on someone, so we look for a scapegoat, and that doesn't make us feel any better, but it's understandable. And uh, given all the frustrations, the frailty of the human heart is on full display uh, this year, and uh, that's not something that maybe we're all that happy about, but it's a real opportunity to say that, well, this is uh, all the struggles of human existence, uh, the greatest stories. We're always at the foot of the cross. No one wants to be there. Uh, no, nobody exactly chooses to be there, but the cross comes. Uh, and then we're given some choices. And the saints, they allowed God to help them and to sanctify them in their struggles. And they're the crowning achievement of the human race. And in a time of, uh, well, like 2020, uh, we need saints. And some are being produced in our midst even now. And that gives us hope. It does give us hope. We are talking today about being a peacemaker, and what is uh, your experience of that? When uh, were you perhaps a peacemaker? And uh, maybe when was someone a peacemaker in your life? Father Sam Martin is our spiritual director. If you'd like to join us, toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Luke, chapter 7, verses 31 through 35. Jesus said to the crowds, To what shall I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They are like children who sit in the marketplace and call to one another, We played the flute for you, but you did not dance. We sang a dirge, but you did not weep. For John the Baptist came, neither eating food nor drinking wine, and you said, He is possessed by a demon. The Son of Man came, eating and drinking, and you said, Look, he is a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is vindicated by all her children. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life spiritual directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us. Just a reminder that our Relevant Radio toll-free studio line is sponsored by Charity Mobile, the pro-life phone company. More information about their cell phones and monthly plans, all available at Charity Mobile. 
Com. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz. Jim Shaper answering your phone calls today. And Father Sam Martin is our spiritual director. Father Martin is a priest in the Diocese of La Crosse, Wisconsin, pastor of Holy Name of Jesus Parish in Wausau, talking today about being a peacemaker. And if you'd like to join us, uh, we'd love to hear your story. But what is your experience of being a peacemaker? Uh, when were you a peacemaker? And the other part of that... When was someone perhaps a peacemaker in your life? Toll free again if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149, our email address, com. So, Father Martin, when we talk about being a peacemaker, what might our life look like if we were really working to be a peacemaker and really demonstrate the fruit of God's peace in our own life? Well, it'll be an adventure because uh, uh, there's just so many things that, you know, the peace that God wants to establish is always first in right relationship with uh, with us as human beings. That You know, sometimes we just set about, I'm going to help you, fix you, take care of your messes, clean them all up. And But the Lord always says, whoa, 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 before we do that, we're going to receive. And this is where, as Catholics, we honor the Blessed Virgin Mary as the highest of the human race because... Well, the highest activity is to receive God, and we always want to give, but we forget to receive, and and that's the first step in the spiritual life. Is that uh, what about him? What about her? The Lord says, whoa, 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 what about you? And that's uh, sometimes uncomfortable, but you know that Pope Paul the Sixth, the one of his famous quotes: "If you want peace, work for justice." And justice isn't out there. I mean, it starts in our own heart, and it's right relationship with God, and then that that starts to affect our relationships with others and uh, then having gone through these things on a personal level we're maybe more able to be a guide and to walk with others so uh, St. Bernard of Clairvaux way back you know in the Middle Ages uh, 11th century and so forth those were tumultuous times too and and he brought about peace through those beautiful spiritual weapons he was a man really dedicated to prayer and he also was willing to offer uh, little penances especially the uh, age-old fasting and and different ways of uh, uniting his heart to Christ and and embracing the cross. And so he was able, because whatever peace is, Jesus said that he brings a peace that the world cannot give. It's not of this world. It's a spiritual reality. It's not just the, the lack of conflict, but it's deeper than that. It comes, you know, from the inner life of the Trinity. And uh, it's a kind of unity that is a foretaste of what we hope to share someday in heaven with God and with all of our brothers and sisters. So it requires then those spiritual means. And a peacemaker is a person that's uh, growing closer to Jesus, a friend of the Lord, is uh, someone that uh, has a vibrant prayer life. So you think of a Mother Teresa of Calcutta, who could be very fiery, uh, and some would say, well, she wasn't a peacemaker. Absolutely. She could speak the truth, but with great love, and a way that um, came from, not from her own heart, but she like she was always fond of saying, she was the pencil, and God was the the one who was writing the love letter to his people. So uh, what a peacemaker has to be, first and foremost, is a friend of Jesus, a disciple. And uh, out of that comes something that is supernatural. And uh, that doesn't mean that, well, uh, you know, I don't have a perfect relationship with the Lord. I I still struggle with sin, and yeah, yeah, I think that's going to be the human condition until we die. But even there, especially there, some of the greatest peacemakers had real struggles with temptation and hurt and uh, you know, all sorts of things they had to go through. 
And even that, especially that, those weaknesses, limitations given to God, become a real means of empathy, of entering other people's hurt, so much that they would say that, you're always so good to me, you understand me, you, you always give me hope in my trials, you're a light in my darkness, how, how can you be, you, you always understand me, they you can't always divulge, well, I, I've been where you are, I, I know the way out, I've found that Jesus has helped me, and now he's allowed me, what a great privilege to, to help you, so, uh, and this typically happens, Chuck, I mean, most of us have, you know, we've gone through things, and then, you know, it's not just enough for God to kind of help us and to heal us, never completely, it seems, we're still struggling, but, uh, then we get to help others, and we think, who am I, Lord? You know, that uh, I, it, it's such a privilege to be able to then uh, to be a part of someone else's healing when we know what a gift it's been in our life. So, mm-hmm. And that's the generosity of God. He doesn't need us, you know, but uh, he's just so good. He wants us to be a part of salvation history, not just our own, but each other's. You know, am I my brother's keeper? Yes, yes, we're all in this together. Uh, Bishop Barron used to say, we're all in the same boat. And we're all seasick. It's just um, maybe not everybody is aware of that just yet. Father Sam Martin, our spiritual director on the program today, and uh, talking about being a peacemaker. And Father, back to your point early about uh, change me and we can change the world. And so I wonder when we talk about being a peacemaker, the importance of really looking deeply at at who we are and our, our sinful nature, the vices in our our life and and maybe to start there so um gossip uh, judgments harsh words maybe swearing if we can start to maybe look at those areas of our life and make changes there do we then in some way become peacemakers certainly in our life and then maybe in the life of someone else as well yeah what happens is uh if we spend much time with jesus we're going to become more vulnerable. Uh, that's the way love is. I mean, we, we can't hide. We can try. And the Lord is, uh, he's kind, but he's also uh, very persistent. And uh, the hound of heaven, right, is, is the old characterization of God. That he, Once he, he's on the trail, he's going to, you know, not in a pushy way, but in a, um, in a way that wants what's best for us. So uh, once we start to grow closer to Jesus, if we're sincere in our prayer and so forth, we become more vulnerable. We start to let him into our hurt. We stop burying things, and he wants to knock at the door. Uh, well, what's in the basement of your heart? Well, Lord, that, that's, you don't need to go down there. That's, uh, you really, that's, why don't I show you my other rooms of my house? And, uh, but he, he knows that unless he goes down there, no one else can set us free. So, and that's a part of his uh, divine project. As we allow him in, then um, we, accept, we experience this gift of his mercy. I forgive you for the way that you are which isn't a recipe that just keeps sinning, but I love you even in your brokenness. I know how hard it is for you, but I'll help you, and we'll get through this. And, but we want to be perfect and then let God love us in that, and, and that doesn't happen. You know, We have to let him in to who we are as we are, and then he won't leave us as we are, but we, uh, as we become vulnerable to him, then he, he's going to ask us, now I've forgiven you the way that you are. Will you forgive me? I mean, God almost asked us that, you know, that will you forgive because Jesus, his cross and his way of doing things, a stumbling block and a scandal, it's just, it's foolishness, we don't like it. And that sometimes sounds shocking, but um, the Lord knows that we have to forgive him for the way he runs the universe and the way he's so patient and the way he's so uh, willing to suffer again and again, 
in each one of us and uh, because of us and so forth. So these are ways that um, if we are faithful to prayer, this happens. It's, uh, you know, sometimes we worry, well, I don't know how to pray, or I, I tried it, and I didn't get very far, and I gave up, and yeah, it's a tortoise and a hare. We, you know, it's a, the room wasn't built in a day. It's a slow process, but uh, uh, there's a good stubbornness in the human heart, too, that says, oh, well, Lord, we've come this far. I guess I, I'd rather not give up if it's all the same to you, Lord. I guess I'd like to finish what we've started, and, and he gives that grace of, of long-suffering or perseverance. Well, and then I wonder sometimes, too, uh, Father Martin, when we talk about uh, peace in our own lives, if we have to look at the areas where maybe um, we uh, don't find peace. And I know for me, as a former television news guy, I have a very difficult time watching the TV news today. So I've really tried to, to do less of it because I know I do tend to get upset at, at, at times. But do we need to look at those areas where we get upset and maybe maybe change uh, uh, some of our habits. That's the most, uh, you know, reasonable approach, even though sometimes that the, the Old Testament says the dog returns to his vomit. He knows it's not good for him, but he just keeps going back to it. And how many of us, you know, it's like in the, the book, The Little Prince, where the guy who struggles with alcohol and the little prince says, why do you drink? And he says, well, to forget. The little prince says, well, to forget what? He says, well, that I drink. See, it's a, it's a tough cycle to break, but God, with him, all things are possible. Father Sam Martin, our spiritual director, talking about a peace, being peacemakers, and what does that mean to you? Toll-free number if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll get to some phone calls when we come back. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Day 9, Mother Most Pure, pray for us. Outside the entrance to Our Lady of Peace Chapel in Rome, where St. Rosemary is buried, you'll find a serene white marble sculpture of the Blessed Mother titled Mother of Fair Love. She sits as silent sentinel and beckons all who pass by to invoke her maternal intercession for the gift of holy purity. A perpetual vigilite nearby signals the power of her intercession for all who wish to be faithful to vows, promises, and commitments of love. That's how I explained it to a visiting bishop from Texas 20 years ago. He began to weep. I didn't understand why then. Later, we would all know of the broken vows of priestly sons who were never taught the necessity of devotion to the Blessed Mother as an indispensable means to be faithful. Mother Most Pure, pray for our church and our nation. Receive these free daily messages by signing up at relevantradio.com slash novena. to the inner life on relevant radio you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter at inner life show or email us inner life at relevantradio.com. this is the inner life on relevant radio thanks for joining us everyone father sam martin is our spiritual director on the inner life today father martin 
pastor of Holy Name of Jesus Parish in Wausau, Wisconsin, that in the uh, Diocese of La Crosse. Talking today about being a peacemaker, Jesus tells us that blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Phone lines are open, and uh, if you'd like to join us, uh, we invite you to do that. Toll-free number, 888-914-9149. And uh, what's your experience of being a peacemaker? Maybe a time when you were a peacemaker, but what about that time when someone else was a peacemaker in your life? Again, toll-free, 888-914-9149. If you'd like to join us on the program today, don't forget you can email us, life at relevantradio.com. So, Father Sam Martin, let's uh, take some phone calls. Thanks uh, for waiting, everyone. Let's start with Ann listening in Burnsville, Minnesota. Hi, Ann. Welcome to the program. Good morning. Um, I wanted to just share with the way that gossip can harm unity and peace in organizations or in individual relationships. And I was talking to my parish priest once, and I said how grateful I was that our parish didn't have a rumor mill. And he kind of chuckled and said, well, you're not in the loop. And I was wondering how this could be because I've been in my parish a long time and I'm involved. And I think it's because over the years, when people will start to complain or grumble about things, I I don't engage it. And that's kind of a tricky thing to do because you want to build your relationships. But um, I just don't kind of let off with it and kind of diffuse it, change the subject. And I think after a time, people just don't engage you in gossip. They just kind of know that you're not going to go there. And people have done that with me. I've appreciated it. If I fall into complaining and I see they're not indulging my thoughts, I kind of appreciate it because it kind of takes me in a different direction. I also think it helps to build trust because if I won't complain or gossip about people who are difficult to be with, I won't gossip about them one day. So I think they have that trust. But I'll have to say the much harder thing is in individual relationships if I've experienced hurt. Um, but what I've come to do over the years is to recognize who the enemy is. And wherever there's division, there's the enemy. So a person who's hurt me, they're not the enemy. The enemy is the enemy. And in recognizing that, it kind of takes my hurt and disappointment with the person. And then I can actively pray against um, those forces of the enemy. And just to say the name of Jesus, to call on Mary, that um, it just gives me a lot of hope and, and peace, brings peace to myself in those relationships where I've been hurt. Well, and it, uh, there's a lot of spiritual wisdom there, and I, I just edify listening to it myself, and it, we all find ourselves applying it to our own life. Do I practice these sorts of things that would be helpful to finding a peace and uh, building community and so forth? I remember years ago somebody said, Father, you want to know what people think about you? I said, no, not really. I mean, I, I don't know how that could help me. I, you know, sometimes it's, um, you know, I remember a bishop was moving into a tough place, and he was told by a a wise older bishop, pray to the Holy Spirit to plug your ears so that you don't hear things that only make you sad. And uh, because that kind of robs us of our our zeal and our enthusiasm for life and and for serving people. So, um, And when there's hurt, and that is the hard work of of acknowledging, you know, I I think we want to bury it and pretend it's fine, it's no big deal. But that's one of the 
the consequences of not dealing with it is it comes out in gossip. Now we're talking about everybody else because we, we have this hard work to confront this hurt that is there that maybe we didn't cause, but the Lord is going to want to heal that and lead us to a place where we can forgive. And I know sometimes it can take, oh, boy, uh, sometimes years, it seems, to really forgive from the heart. But the reason that's so important is that if, if we don't work at that, then we can't really believe in the Lord's mercy. So we become, sadly, we, we start to trust Him less, that some good could come from anything that's not, you know, uh, what we wanted. And so I think, Ann, um, you know, beautiful that you're not in the loop, <laughs> you know, that, uh, and I remember a guy that used to always, anytime somebody would start talking about somebody else, he always had a kind word. He'd say, wow, you know, the Lord is really working, and he would just say something, and that would kind of arrest the, the trajectory of the conversation. Everybody's like, it's just hard then to re-engage when somebody is blowing some sunshine where there were just clouds previously. So, and I, um, you know, that Jesus, he, before he dies, he prays that all might be one. And you've given us, I think, um, in your own parish and probably in your own family and other places, uh, some principles that we can not only listen to and think about, but with God's help, practice. And, uh, you know, St. James in his epistle, he talks about the tongue as, uh, you know, an organ of the body that is, uh, can do so much harm. But out of the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks, Jesus says in the gospel. And uh, that's where it sounds like you've learned in your own life through prayer and your relationship with Jesus how to, um, to be a true peacemaker. And, uh, and for that, we're all better for it. So thank you for your testimony, Anne. It was just really beautiful. Yeah, thank you, Ann. And, you know, there's such wisdom in don't engage in it. I mean, <laughs> I'm guilty of it. I imagine most of us are. We hear something about somebody else, and then we just jump right in there, don't we, Father? Oh, yeah, let me tell you about my side of that story. Let me tell you what I know about this. And we just jump right back into it and just uh, prolong it and don't engage it. I think that's just uh, great advice for all of us. It is, and I think as we grow closer to the Lord, our conscience, even if we do engage it, our conscience won't be at peace with that. And that's a good sign of, of we're growing closer to the Lord, that I, when I do get in that stuff, it just bothers me. I feel, you know, kind of blue afterwards, that I wish I hadn't said that or I didn't have to get my two cents in. And when we have our little priest uh, support group meeting, we, we always try to have a holy hour. And then we talk about, you know, how life is going and in our parishes and so forth. Without that holy hour, we'd be complaining about who's running the diocese and this is the, you know, I mean, that's inevitably it would lead to that. So Jesus, when we spend time with him, he helps us with that because he loves, he made everybody that exists, and he also redeemed them by uh, the blood of the Lamb. So he wants us to to learn to love them too, and, and that's not as easy as we thought maybe it would be. Yeah. Father Sam Martin is our spiritual director. If you are just joining us, you are listening to The Inner Life, coast to coast and around the world on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Just a reminder, in about 20 minutes, we celebrate Mass. And uh, Father Daniel Schuster from the Diocese of Green Bay, Wisconsin, one of our regular contributors here on The Inner Life, will will be celebrating Mass again at the top of the hour. Right here on Relevant Radio, don't forget 1230 Central, The Faith Explained with Cale Clark, all coming up next on Relevant Radio. 
Radio, talking today about being peacemakers. And if you'd like to join us, uh, what's your experience of that? Toll-free number, 888-914-9149. So uh, let's head out west in uh, Anaheim, California. Edie listening there. Hello, Edie. Welcome to The Inner Life today. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you for giving us this opportunity. I love the way he says about the, the boat. We are on the same boat. And somebody says that doesn't watch the news anymore, etc. So this gives me an idea. I do watch. I watch different because I need to know what's happening in this world. Now, when I watch Fox News, they are so angry and so sarcastic. And the other channels, they go against whatever, whatever. So it makes me so sad. And now we even have Democrats against Catholics, Republicans against Democrat Catholics, Republican Catholics. Now, you know, it has been said that each um, snowflake is different. If you put it in your hand, it dissolves. Not only it dissolves, they are different. But look what they can do when they're all together. And that brings me back to what the gentleman said. As someone of you said that we are all in the same boat and that we are Seasick. I love that quote. Can I use it, please, later on somewhere? <laughs> oh, yeah, but when, when we are in the boat, and we are in the boat in the ocean, and we get sick, we are the group, 100 people, whatever, and somebody gets seasick and starts vomiting, oh, it's so ugly, oh, bad, oh, me. Yeah, so Edie, let me ask you, when you are dealing with all of the anger you're seeing on television, when you're having to go through uh, everything that uh, we're seeing all around us, what do you do? How do you deal with that? What do you do to be a peacemaker in your own life? I will tell you, but just let me tell you when we are in the boat, what do you do with the person that is vomiting? Some people will say, throw it in the sea so we don't have to see it, right? Or do you look for some drama mean in some water? and put a cold towel on his forehead and make the person sleep and get better. So now what do I do when I see that? I'm calling you. One of the things, I'm calling you. We have so much in common. I feel sad because Jesus came and died on the cross, and look what is happening. We are against each other. Why? Why? Uh, what I do is I let them talk. <laughs> I have to tell you. <laughs> Where I live, there are many people. We have different um, party affiliation. And, you know, we are in the same boat. That's what I like. I always tell them we are in the same boat. But right now, this who one of you says, and we are getting seasick. I love that. So, yes, yeah. look the way the country is yeah. seasick. We have it's true, um, Edie, what you say about all the division, and that's a, it's an old trap. Uh, so the method that the evil one uh, uses, and it's uh, as effective now in the 21st century as it was when Jesus was here in, in the garden, uh, of course, when all of this began, you know, that we were turned away from God, that we were going to decide what was right and wrong, good and evil. And um, so it's, it's been a mess, and it will be. This will continue until Jesus returns uh, definitively to establish now a kingdom that is not of this world, but will save this world. And uh, I think something that we were taught as the St. Jose Maria he used to say, you know, like pray for your boss or for us as priests, for your bishop, and, and do something penitential. But maybe we could do that for people that we, we find as a threat. You know, it's the other 
political party or it's uh, the newscast, uh, the people, you know, relaying the news, we think they're kind of, well, they're little ways, little penances. Uh, you know, when Our Lady of Fatima appeared to the children, they were just little kids. But see how God sees us. We're all little kids to him. And he thought through the Mother of God that they could do little penances, that they were invited to pray the rosary and, and to offer little things up and that that would bring a peace. And, well, I mean, in our uh, worldly ways, we'd say three little kids in an obscure place, what good are they going to do? But that's not the way God sees it. And so even children, and, well, aren't we all children, could do something, contribute something. So they began. And two of those are already canonized saints. And uh, I love how Francisco, he said, would I go to heaven too? And, and the Blessed Virgin, he couldn't hear her voice, so Lucia had to relate everything. And and so Mary said through Lucia that, yes, you'll go to heaven, but only after you've prayed many rosaries. And that little boy, he prayed in earnest for the rest of his life. And uh, I think those times weren't any easier than ours. I mean, we've always lived. Today's saints, they were martyred, you know. They was, I mean, it was illegal to be a Christian in those early centuries. And so we, it's never been a world that we've been completely at home in. Maybe it was better, definitely, in the garden, but that's a long time ago. And uh, we, already then, the, the seeds of dissension were being sown. So, Edie, I like what you say about, you know, recognizing that, you know, the human family, and that's all of us, that we're wounded, not destroyed, but uh, sick. But there's the possibility of health, and Jesus is a divine physician. And uh, whether people subscribe to one political party or another, they watch this news or that news. Uh, I remember one time when people were reading, I think it was the Da Vinci Code or something, and getting up in arms about, you know, that Christianity is mythological after all. Well, I mean, the book was, of course, um, painting, especially the Catholic Church, in a bad light. So the one priest, I think it was Father Benedict Groeschel, said that if you're reading that book, then you owe it to yourself. Every time you read it, an hour of the Da Vinci Code, you should read an hour of the Gospel so that you get both sides and you can decide, you know, and find out what's true. Uh, and I don't know if people did that, but I thought, yeah, you know, sometimes we, we shoot ourselves in the foot. We ingest a lot of things that aren't good for us, and then we're shocked that we don't feel well. <laughs> and uh, I'm guilty of that, too. But um, if we can be more honest about the source and uh, and make sure that we spend time with Jesus, who is the Alpha and the Omega of our spiritual life, the source and summit of everything that we will become, uh, then things will go better. God bless you, Edie. Thanks for calling in today. Yeah, we appreciate that. Father Sam Martin, our spiritual director, talking about being peacemakers today. Let me uh, bring in an email uh, from one of our listeners and wondering if uh, you could uh, say something about determining how to balance keeping the peace and standing firm on the commands of Christ. And then she uh, brings up a couple of uh, examples, uh, cohabitating young people. For example, do we acknowledge the relationship as essentially being married and uh, in their own own homes and sharing uh, their life together? How do we balance that uh, in speaking the truth, but also keeping peace? And she also was wondering about uh, fallen away Catholics uh, who are to be married outside of the church, even cohabitating Catholics who will be married in the church. How do we balance what are obviously uh, some very difficult issues with being peacemakers? Well, Jesus does it uh, perfectly, and the rest of us are always going to be... 
a day late and a dollar short, but we, we owe it to the Lord to let him help us, first of all, to pray a lot, to ask the Holy Spirit to, you know, Jesus said we'd be put in positions we wouldn't necessarily have chosen, but he said, don't worry about what you're going to say, the Holy Spirit will provide. Well, he will if we ask him to, if we're disposed to receive, and that comes out of a relationship with the Lord. So first, we want to have a, a robust prayer life that uh, help uh, allow the Lord to, to guide and direct us. And uh, But then we have a duty to the truth, that it's always... Uh, I remember it was a lawyer said one time that they're always going to ask, what did you know, when did you know it, and what did you do about it? So I, when I find out something, which I, the older I get, I'm not trying to find out things, you know, but they cut across my desk. Now I have an obligation. It may take me a week or a month or six months to pray and to and finally to kind of formulate maybe the best response, but uh, to name the, the hurt. This is uh, something that is not of God's plan. And we want to do it like Jesus describes, person to person, with great charity. And, uh, and then you want to walk with the people, no matter how long it takes. And sometimes it, it can take years. Uh, but, you know, we never, we never give up on someone because God has never given up on the human race, which is clear. Babies are still being born. Uh, souls are still uh, being given into this world. And that soul belongs, that's God's breath. In a, in a piece of clay, and that's what, uh, you know, shows that God, this is his divine plan, that he wants that life to continue down here at least for a while longer, so that means he still believes in his plan, and he always will. So, and that in, includes loving sinners, but naming the sin. Uh, when someone is, is sick, and uh, they, they know, and they keep causing that sickness, well, some of us, maybe in our own life, know what that's like, and when there's someone that hasn't given up, that just is always present, we know that it's wrong. And they don't, you know, have to tell us that over and over again. But they're kind and they're supportive. And we walk with sinners. Uh, and what sets the saints apart is that they learn to love sinners like Jesus loves us. Not to condone the sin. Living together, people who fall away, get married outside the church, all these things are... Well, Pope John Paul used to say sin is rejecting the good things that God wants to give. But we settle for so little, and he would want to give us so much. So this is the, uh, you know, maybe you've seen the old movie, The Scarlet and the Black. I just quoted it uh, about World War II. And the long and the short of it is that this priest is helping to save Jews. They save lots of them in around the city of Rome. And in the end, uh, his chief adversary, this uh, Nazi commandant, is arrested and uh, put in jail forever, I mean, the rest of his life. And no one visited him because he did these heinous things against human beings, except this Monsignor O'Flaherty visited him every month because that's what Christianity is. We talk about sin because it's poison. And if we care about people, we don't want them to eat the poison. But if they do, we don't abandon them. We say there's still a way out. There's still someone who is a divine physician. And wouldn't you know it that uh, Monsignor baptized that former Nazi in 1959, he died a Catholic. So ours is a faith that, that preaches the truth, but also it preaches mercy. That some of us have done terrible things and wish we could undo those things. But God never, I mean, his mercy was always available to us, that he loves sinners. It got Jesus in a lot of trouble but, uh, and because they thought, well, he's changing the rules. or he's, Well, they were threatened by him because they couldn't love like he could. And rather than imitate that, they, they decided to destroy that. So let's get close to Jesus. So uh, keeping the peace, 
with uh, living in a, a fallen world, uh, anyone that gets that balance perfect is already in heaven. But uh, that's how they got there. They tried to find that balance, too, and it made them holy. And it will for anyone listening here today. Yeah. Father Sam Martin is our spiritual director. Let's uh, take another phone call as we talk about being peacemakers in our world today. Dan, listening in Bozeman, Montana, you're up next. Uh, thanks for the call. Welcome to the program. Welcome. I'm named Welcome. Good morning, gentlemen, or afternoon. Uh, my story is a little bit different. Uh, I've been harboring uh, bitterness and holding on to uh, a lot of anger from people who have hurt me. And it, as what uh, the father just said, it was like drinking bitter that bottle of poison bitterness every day. I, I've been praying to God. I've been praying for the people who did that and family members and so forth. But one big turning point was this last weekend. Forgiveness from the heart. And... Uh, that has a profound change on me. It, I'm not. I just don't. I'm. I just don't have that bitterness anymore. So when you say, "How am I a peacemaker?" I will say that I am just maybe Monday beginning to be a peacemaker. Well, that's a tremendous grace, Dan, and that you'll remember this for all your life, that there comes a time where there, sometimes we worry that it's never going to get better. It's just I, I'm stuck, this is the way it's going to be until the day I die. But that's never true, uh, that the Lord wants us to start, and you did. And, uh, and now you're experiencing uh, something that is uh, of inestimable worth, the healing that, that Jesus promised, that... Uh, and it's no wonder that so many people can't be peacemakers because they're hurting. We have to remember that when people are angry or saying things, doing things, typically there's something in there, some, some great wound that they're running from or they, they just don't know what to do with it or there's some grieving that they are afraid to engage. And so we have to remember that about people, that we, we can't see what they're carrying. But, um, Dan, in your case, you, you kept bringing it to the Lord and um, he doesn't just snap his finger, so to speak, and, and just make it go away. It's a process, and it's one that um, can be pretty slow, especially when we're in it. But, um, yeah, Dan, and probably in your own family now, there'll be opportunities, I would guess, for you to share out of what you've received. Uh, and probably the way uh, you see people, the way you think of them, has all kind of changed. And this is why Jesus said that work out these things, you know, on, on your way to court, so to speak. Otherwise, you, you know, you'll be thrown in prison until you pay the last penny. It's an idea that before we die, let's work on these things, because otherwise it's purgatory. It's time, you know, where now we have to rely on the prayers and sacrifices of others. We can't really engage it on our own, and that's why this life is such a, a blessing and, and such a precious gift to us, that here's our chance to, uh, 
name the hurt, and bring it to the only one who can heal it, and that's Jesus, our divine physician. God bless you, Dan. It's a beautiful testimony, and we're grateful to God for the healing in your life. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. Good uh, to have you on the program today. We have to wrap things up. Father Sam Martin, as you know, we'd like to close the hour with a final blessing for all of our listeners. May God bless you and help you to be peacemakers, true sons and daughters, children of a loving Father. May he bless you now and always, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father Sam Martin, thanks for joining. It's always a pleasure to have you on the program. And uh, thanks to all of you for listening today, taking time to join us here on The Inner Life. And don't forget, coming up at the top of the hour in about two minutes, Father Daniel Schuster celebrating Mass from our chapel in Green Bay. And uh, The Faith Explained with Cale Clark at 1230 Central. We're back tomorrow. Make it a great day, and we'll see you then. Day 9, Mother Most Pure, pray for us. Outside the entrance to Our Lady of Peace Chapel in Rome, where St. Rosemary is buried, you'll find a serene white marble sculpture of the Blessed Mother titled Mother of Fair Love. She sits as silent sentinel and beckons all who pass by to invoke her maternal intercession for the gift of holy purity. A perpetual vigilite nearby signals the power of her intercession for all who wish to be faithful to vows, promises, and commitments of love. That's how I explain it. To a visiting bishop from Texas 20 years ago, he began to weep. I didn't understand why then. Later, we would all know of the broken vows of priestly sons who were never taught the necessity of devotion to the Blessed Mother as an indispensable means to be faithful. Mother Most Pure, pray for our church and our nation. Receive these free daily messages by signing up at relevantradio.com slash novena.